Welcome to the Quality Christian Living Podcast. I am your host, David Friend. This episode is entitled, How to Get People to Do Business with You. Now, this episode may be, and I believe this, the best business podcast you will ever listen to if you want to have a successful business and productive sales contacts. Now, let's go on a journey to greater success in your business. I have some suggestions for success that I've found reference to in God's Word. I can't wait to share this with you. Matter of fact, I just want to start now, but I've got to stop for a second and pray because we need Holy Spirit to move and direct us. Heavenly Father, bless this podcast. I pray the Holy Spirit would come in now and take control. I yield, I submit, give all authority and direction is yours. We want your guidance. We want your anointing. We pray that you would bless those who are listening in today and that you would bless me as I go through the scriptures and go through the comments you've given me as I've prepared this podcast to help people understand how to have success in their business and how to get people to do business with them. I believe, Father, you're going to bless it. You're going to anoint it, Father. And we just thank you for that right now. And Holy Spirit, take complete control. And I thank you for what's going to take place. And I'll give you all the glory for it, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to give you a few suggestions, shall I say? I could call them steps or whatever it might be. Let's just call them suggestions because you're going to decide whether you're going to do them or not. So suggestion number one would be to get people to want to do business with you is not always that easy. And so before we start talking to them about what we're trying to sell or what we're trying to work out with them, I think we need to have prayer before we even meet with them. I pray that people who are in business would spend a moment in prayer before every business contact, before every business meeting, and ask the Lord to give us favor with these folks. And prayer should always, always be our first step. And how we pray should be the next step. I made a comment about favor should always be there for us because God does favor us. You know, we are his prized possession. He, he says that in his word. He tells us that he loves us so much that he gave his son for us. And so God, I really believe sometimes I think, I know this isn't spiritually correct, but I say God loves me most. Well, I like all of us to feel that way, that God just loves you so much that you just feel like you're kind of special to him. Now you're not. God loves everyone equally. For those of you who are theologians who are evaluating what I'm saying here today, but I like to feel that God kind of has something special for me, and it makes me just feel like I'm ready and confident in Him. So I pray for favor a lot. I say, Lord, give me a favor in getting a parking space at a parking at a shopping center or a sporting event or something. And you say, you really do that? I said, oh yeah, I do every time. I pray God will bless me. And when I pull out of the driveway in the morning and give me favor with those I run into and contact with, especially if I'm doing wanting to do business with someone or trying to make decisions on things, I want God to be there and to give me favor. So I pray for that. God's word tells us about favor and that how much he loves us. And let me read you a scripture I think that kind of points this out. It's found in Psalm 5, chapter 5, and verse 12 in the New Living Translation. Listen, listen to these words, very short and brief. For you bless the godly, O Lord. You surround them with your shield of love. Now, if that's what the word of God says, then claim that. Say, I, that's mine. I claim that, Father, before I go into this sale, I know that you bless the godly. You, you bless me if I'm serving you and obedient to you. And you surround me, Lord, with your shield of love, which means you are giving me protection and I believe you're giving me favor. Now, I've used that scripture before in other podcasts, but it's so powerful, I think I needed to use it again here in this particular session on how to get people to do business with us. Now, how should we pray? How in the world should we pray? In what direction should we pray? And I found something in the book of James, I think that's very appropriate. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, James chapter 5, verse 13. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. 
Are any of you happy? You should pray, obviously. You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church. And it goes on and tells us if we have a need, we should pray. So are any of you looking to sell something to another person? Then pray and ask God's direction in that. In verse 16, it says something that's so often stated, but many times misunderstood. And it says here in James chapter 5, verse 16, it's the second part of that verse, the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Now, aren't we looking for results when we go to sell something or provide a service to someone? I know that we are. So with that, we should pray in every situation, hardships, whatever it might be. If you're not feeling well, pray. And if you need to have a sale in business, then we need to pray and ask for God's guidance, direction, and his favor. I realize that that may seem pretty basic to a lot of people, but there's just so many times we get into something and we don't pray first. And I'm only encouraging you before you go to to speak to one of your prospects or a potential prospect in your business, be sure and pray about it and seek God's direction and favor. Okay, here's suggestion number two. We need to completely understand why the product or the service that we are selling is great for our prospect and show them how it will benefit them. I'm going to repeat that. Show them how it will benefit them. Now today, in our society, customers want to know what is in it for them. Now that might seem just a little self-centered. I don't believe it is at all. That's not an attitude of being self-centered. The phrase, what is in it for me, is a question that we all ask. Matter of fact, we ask it frequently. Let me give you a couple examples. When we shop for a new home, aren't we wondering what's in it for us? A new car? What's in it for us? A vacation? What's in it for us? Clothes? Appliances? Anything that we need. We need to know what these things will do for us and how's it going to bless us. Now, obviously, we can be self-centered about that, but I'm not I'm not thinking in that direction. What I'm saying is that it's okay to believe and understand there's nothing wrong with presenting ideas, what's in it for them, what's good for them. Matter of fact, I feel so strong about that. I've been working on doing a little booklet entitled, What's in it? for me. I wrote a book, matter of fact, once entitled Generosity, What's in it for me? And some people might think, well, that's a self-centered way of thinking, but it's not at all. Generosity requires an understanding that when we bless the work of the Lord or bless someone else, there's going to be a blessing coming back to us. Now, we don't do the thing to get the blessing, but we got to understand that we will receive a blessing when we do something kind and generous to someone else. So when we're trying to sell some product, we've got to believe that what we're selling, what we're offering, what we're presenting, to them has to have a great benefit to them and be sure they understand that. So therefore, when we attempt to do business with someone, we must be sure we show them how our product, our service will benefit them. So in a sales contract, we should not be so concerned about just our own good, but for their good. Matter of fact, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 24 says exactly that. It's in the New Living Translation. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 24. Don't be concerned for your own good, but for the good of others. So we need to make our clients feel that you have information for them, a transaction with them that is all about them and to bless them. All right, let's move on now. Suggestion number three, get people to recognize your business. You got to get people to know who you are, what you do, and why you do it. Now, I'm not talking about advertising expensive ads or radio or TV, although if you do that, if you can afford to do that, that that can be fine. But I'm not talking about those types of expensive things because most people cannot afford that. Although these ads may be good, uh, they are expensive and they do not show something that's very important. They don't show your expertise in your business. There's no better way to show your expertise than to talk to someone eye to eye, face 
face to face or write something and give it to them. You know, so we should make sure that we are trying to make contacts, go out there and purchase what we're selling. We need to have some steps we need to do. So here are some of the things we can do that will help prospects recognize us and our business talents or abilities. Here, here's number one, write a book or a booklet. Now you might say, well, that's that's quite a challenge. Well, you know, the thing about writing a book is it's not as difficult as you might think. I've written a bunch of them. And as a matter of fact, I've got several I'm working on right now. But the reason I'm writing them is I want to get down what I believe is important. And I want to show people that God has given me something to help them. There's some interesting things about writing a book or even just a little booklet. A booklet can be something that's as short as maybe 10 or 15 pages. And it basically talks about what you do, what you have to offer people and shows that you do have experience and expertise in that area. So write a book or a little booklet. Have something that you can hand out to people. Because when people see that you've written something, you get their attention. If you've written a book, they, they kind of look at you as an expert. They really do. It's true. It's interesting. I talked about finances for years. And people enjoyed it. And it was good. And I would train in church activities, special little conferences and things we would do on, on Saturdays. And I would try to help people with their finances. But not until I wrote a book and had a book that outlined 20 chapters of steps to take did people all of a sudden think of me as something having a little more training, maybe a little more expertise. I'm not bragging about myself. I'm not boasting about myself. But other people look at us differently when we put something down in writing for them to, to take a look at. Now, a book can be used for years to get our prospects to know who we are and what we do in business. Here's another item that you might want to consider to get yourself known. Talk to newspapers or magazines or people who have periodicals or things of that nature and try to write small, short, little articles in, in even flyers that are passed around the community, magazines or a church bulletin or something, but get your information down, written where people can read it. I can remember when I first started writing about being a pastor in North Scottsdale, I went to the local newspaper and I asked them if I could write a weekly article in their quote, religious section. That's what they called it. I'm not a big fan of the word religion. Religion is something that can harm us, but a relationship with Jesus Christ is what blesses us. But anyways, I was in their religious section. They said, sure. Would you talk on various topics? I said, sure. Just about anything that you would like. And so they would send me little emails and things and say, could you write an article this week on family or this week on finances or this week on what's upcoming? Like if Easter was coming up or if Christmas was coming up or Fourth or of July or Veterans Day. And I wrote for a number of years and it turned out to be the feature article in their magazine. And then people would come to our church to visit our church because they had read some of my comments in that local newspaper. So it's a way to get yourself known to other people and give yourself an opportunity to meet with these people. You know, so when you write a little article, it's it can be very short, but it can make an impact on people's lives. Here's another thing you can do to get yourself known in your community. Start a podcast like this one. You say, well, that's that seems overbearing. Well, I'll tell you, if I can do a podcast, I guarantee you, you can do one. I'd never done anything like this before. I'd never spoken into a microphone to be recorded, to send out and hope that people listen to it. But podcasts are growing. They're, it's the fastest growing tool that people have today to get themselves known. And podcasts are a thing of the time. So they're very popular today. They're very active today. And young people love to listen to podcasts. I've been told that the podcast people like to listen to are the verbal ones and not the video ones. They don't have the time to sit down and watch a video, but they'll listen to a podcast where they're out walking or writing or doing something, taking some kind of action where they can actually do what they were doing and just listen to someone on a podcast. So I would encourage you to look into the possibility of doing a podcast about your expertise and you can do 
that on a local level in your community. All right, let's move on now to a step number four, or I should say suggestion number four. Get your customers to write positive reviews about your business on your webpage. Now, it seems like wherever I go, whatever I do business, people are asking me to give them a positive review. It's it's so interesting. The other day, I went in and purchased something at a car dealership. I had to buy a part. And when I went out there, the guy said, now, there's going to be a review coming. I'd sure appreciate it if you gave me all tens. He was prepping me because he wanted that survey, our review that was going to come in on his service to be very, very good. But it's something that's strong. It's just about every time I do something or go somewhere, I'm sure the same thing happens to you. People are writing reviews about you, about us, about the business that you went into. So if you would like to get yourself known in the community, go out there and get some good reviews. Get some customers to write positive things about you. It'll spread around the community and be a blessing to you. You know, when I'm looking for a handyman or a contractor or maybe someone to help me with something like, I don't know, like repair on my house or going out to eat at a restaurant or even going to a dentist or a doctor, I want to know how others feel about that person. And I want to know how they feel about those companies or those professionals. So I look for these surveys and these reviews when I'm looking for services. People will do the same thing in whatever you have to offer. If you're selling insurance, then try and get people to write a good review on your webpage about the service that you gave them. Let's move on now to suggestion number five. Work hard on building a great reputation as a business person who is honest, reliable, and trustworthy. You know, there's nothing better than a great reputation. Our reputation can follow us for the rest of our life. When our reputation is damaged, it could take the rest of our life to repair it. When our reputation is good and solid and honest and reliable and trustworthy, that will be passed around from person to person. And there's nothing better than one person telling another person that they were happy to do business with you. So let's work hard on the area of building a great reputation. In Proverbs, chapter 22, there's a couple scriptures I want to read to you and see how that applies to business. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 1 in the New Living Translation, choose a good reputation over great riches. Being held in high esteem is better than silver or gold. Let's look about that for a second. Just take a look at that. Choose good reputation over great riches. Even it's more important, the Word of God tells us, to be a person of good reputation than a person who makes a lot of money or drives around a big fancy car or has a great house or just is able to spend money on things that most people can't and you've got all these riches or gold or whatever they're talking about. The good reputation is always supposed to be and must be our first choice when it comes to being in business. And if we'll do that, we'll be blessed. Let's look at verse number three. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. Now that scripture tells me in relationship to a reputation that a prudent person, a one who's looking ahead to the future, plans to be sure and protect their reputation. So they're cautious, they're careful about joining partners with someone or selling a product that is not really all that good, but it sells a lot, but it's not really that good of a quality product. So in order to have a good reputation, the scriptures are telling us, number one, in verse number one, it says, choose reputation over great riches. And number three says, a prudent person perceives danger and takes precautions. So we need to be careful and take precautions to protect our reputation. Because a reputation is a hard thing to earn, but something that can be easily lost. All right, let's move on now to suggestion number six. It's found in Philippians chapter two and verse number three. It's a scripture I think that will bless us because it's talking about selfish ambition. We want to avoid selfish ambition if we want to have a successful business and we want people to look at us and respect us and look at us and have trust in us and confidence in us. So Philippians chapter two, verse three just simply says this, don't be selfish. Don't 
Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Then it says in verse 4, don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. So there's some wonderful words there to help us in a business. You see, our business is not all about us. Without customers and clients, we don't have a business. So when we go back and look at Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4 have to say, we can learn something from there when it comes to gaining respect from clients that we're trying to sell a product or service to. Verse 3 says, don't be selfish. All right, right there. Remember, it's not all about us. Don't try to impress others. That's one thing that's very, something to be very careful of when you have a business. We try to impress people. I can remember when I was a young man, this is a terrible mistake that I made. I was probably 22 years old. I worked at a bank and a man came in. He was dressed in overalls and he looked like a farmer, just came off farm. He he had mud, you know, he had mud all over his boots and he just looked terrible. And he walked up to me and he asked me a question. Now this goes back a lot of years. He says, uh, what are you paying on interest rates on your bank CDs of $100,000 or more? And I just looked at the guy and I thought, wow, he doesn't doesn't look very prosperous. I can't imagine, this is what I'm thinking to myself, can't imagine he'd, have that, he'd even have that kind of money. And I looked at him and, and I guess I'm sitting in my little suit looking at him and this man that looked poor and looked like he was just barely getting by. And I said, well, what difference would that make to you? Now, what a horrible thing to say. And I've learned from that. I know that was a terrible thing to say. And I tell you that number of times that I have learned from that statement have been just, well, you can't count them all because I realized something very important there that don't judge a book by the cover. That means don't evaluate somebody when you first look at them. By the way, this man turned out to be an incredibly successful man, a very wealthy man, and his company owned one of the largest companies in America in farming. I won't say the name, but it's something that I tried to impress him with who I was, and it certainly did backfire on me. So I violated Philippians chapter 2 verse 3. Don't be selfish and don't try to impress people. It says, but be humble. I didn't do that. Thinking of others is better than yourself. I did didn't do that. I violated it all and I never did get his business, but I learned a great lesson from that. Verse 4 says, don't look out only for your own interests in your, in, let's add to the in there, in your business, but take an interest in others too. Be sure that what you have to offer is a blessing for them and there's something in it for them where they're going to be blessed. All right, let's move on now. Suggestion number seven. I think this is my last suggestion, if you will. We need to settle disagreements with people quickly when we're doing business. If someone comes in and having a problem with something you presented to them or sold them or trying to sell them, we need to settle the disagreements as fast as you possibly can. That's scripturally sound. Be at peace with everyone, it says. The Bible tells us that as much as it depends on you, be at peace with people. One of the things we don't want to do is get into disagreements or arguments when we're trying to sell someone a product. You try to sell it, maybe they have a comment that they're showing you they disagree with what you're saying. Just move on, be kind to them, and if they're the kind of person that's not going to buy, then you're not going to force them to do it. So just move on and find something else to talk about. So be a peacemaker, I guess is what I'm saying there, and you'll be blessed by that. Now, I am going to give you a couple of suggestions. They're not numbered, and I don't want to kind of go about that way, but let me give you a few thoughts then uh, that I believe are good, proven business practices. Now, they, they may not be real, real spiritual, and I don't have a whole lot of scriptures to back them all, but they are sound business practices, and I would want you to maybe take an interest to them. When you get ready to close the sale to someone, the opportunity is there. You're selling someone insurance or car or you're selling them a service, you're going to come and do their lawn care or their pool care or paint their house or do their plumbing. When you're right on the edge of collect, getting that sell, close the deal. Don't keep talking. Sometimes we can oversell. Now that means that we continue to explain our product or service even after the suspect has been sold. 
They're ready to go. They're ready to do business with you. Sometimes we need to know when we are giving too much information and we're overdoing it and we can turn around and lose a sale. You can drive a person crazy with your expertise about how to paint a house when in reality, they just want you to paint their house. So I think that's good advice. Here's another thought. Um, follow up on former prospects who purchased your product or service. That helps them to know that you are thinking highly of them. And it may be that you just want to wish them a happy birthday. I like it when someone signs you up for business and they want to know what your birth date is. You know what's going to happen. They're going to send you an email or a birthday card or something that just simply says, it's good to see you back. You know, places like coffee shops and stuff, they want to get your name and all that because of cars. Obviously, they want to try and continue to sell you, but they want to wish you a happy birthday and they want to give you a free coffee on your birthday. So it's important that when you have a prospect turned into a good customer for you and they purchase something from you, maybe later on you check with them to be sure that they're still happy and they'll continue to talk kindly and good about you. Well, here's my final comment, suggestion, whatever you want to call it. Offer other products or services after the sale of this particular item has closed, especially if you have something that will benefit them, obviously. Stay in touch with your customers even after the sale. We want our customers to know we appreciated them, we're thankful for their business, and we want them to talk kindly about us to other people they come in contact with. Let me make a quick, quick review of what we've covered today. My first suggestion was that you pray before every business transaction before you meet with any clients. The second thing we talked about was be sure that you totally understand your product or your service well and that you want to be sure that you have something that will benefit them. The next thing we had was get people to recognize who you are. Find a way to contact with your community to let them know that you exist and it might be just simply joining some kind of an organization like possibly a service organization, a chamber of commerce or something like that and if you do that I think you'll be able to make a connection in your community and become people will become aware of who you are. Another suggestion I gave you was get your customers to write down good reviews views for you and positive responses to your, the business you did with them. Another one very quickly was work hard on maintaining a great reputation. We also talked about avoiding selfish ambitions to think of other people as being more important than yourself. And then finally, settle disagreements. If there's a disagreement that on something you've done, settle it quickly and be a peacemaker. So those are the things I thought that I should review with you. So let me close with prayer for you and we'll just ask the Lord to bless you in your business ventures. Father, I thank you once again for this opportunity we've had to to come to you, Lord, on the basis of selling people product in our business, Lord. There's nothing wrong with that. If we have a good product, it's priced right and it's correct and it benefits other people, we should never feel ashamed or embarrassed to try and sell something to someone else. So I pray that you would bless all of those who have a business or are thinking about starting a business, that they would learn how to develop, Father, a routine, a program, a way, Father, to get people to do business with them. And I pray that their business would prosper and I pray they'd be blessed. And I thank you, Lord, once again, for what you've done for your word and how your scripture always lays a foundation for how to treat people in every area of our life. We thank you for it now and give you praise. For I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I hope this has been a blessing to you and I'd like to uh, refer you now to my webpage. If you'd like to go and learn more about quality Christian living and what we do on this podcast, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. When you get there, you'll find a link on the front of that first page and that link will be to all the podcasts that I've done in this series in quality Christian living. Now, currently we're on a series in business. But prior to this, we've talked about faith for miracles. We've talked about the spiritual gifts. We've talked about getting out of debt. I've talked 
about veteran issues that they're dealing with. I talked about how they have greater faith. We've discussed things dealing with prosperity, what spiritual prosperity is and what financial prosperity is. We did a series of messages on generosity and the blessings and benefits that come from that. And this goes on and on. So there's a quite a number of podcasts we've done. This is the number 217th podcast. And so I hope that you'll press on that link and find some of the other things that we've talked about in quality Christian living. In addition to that, while you're on my webpage, you can scroll down just a little bit and you'll find a number of books that I have written dealing with subject matter that have been discussed on the podcast and things that I've used in all the years that I've been preaching and all the years that I was in business as a real estate developer and a banker. So I believe those things may be a blessing to you. Now, I'd like to say one thing at the beginning of this podcast. I said, this is going to be the greatest message you've ever had. And I want to preface that with a remark. And that is the reason I feel that way is because I believe the Holy Spirit is guiding and leading these podcasts. And before we got into it, we asked the Holy Spirit to help us and lead us. And when we do that, we should anticipate and expect something wonderful and great to happen. So I didn't say that arrogantly. I only said it to give God the glory and God the praise because when the Holy Spirit's in charge, he can do all things. He can do things greater than we can imagine or even think. So we thank God for that. So with that, I'm going to close this podcast, but I want to let you know what's coming up in my next podcast on business. It's entitled, Why We Succeed in Business and Others Fail. It's it's not a, really a business teaching on failing. It's a business teaching on learning from past mistakes, but even greater than that, learning how to be successful and getting into the Word of God and seeing how God brings success into our life. I'm very excited about this particular podcast. I wrote it a number of weeks ago, and it just now seems to fit at this time for us to bring this into this teaching. We're going to talk about the secrets of a successful business and 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 why other businesses may have difficulties and challenges. We're going to learn the keys to the elements to succeed and not to fail. We're going to talk about things like discovering the keys to success. And we're also going to talk about how you will learn the ways to avoid failure in business activities and transactions. I believe this podcast we're going to do next will be helpful to new entrepreneurs, for those who've been in business for a long time, because the Lord's put this on my heart. And please forgive the personal reference but I've had a lot of years in business, a lot of years in banking and finance, and I believe I've learned a lot from other people. I'm trying to be very transparent with you in these podcasts. I I sometimes share with you some of the mistakes that I've made because I think that we learn from those and also share with you some of the successes that God has enabled my wife and I to experience, and we give God all the glory and all the praise and all the honor for it. So with that, I pray that you'll listen in. I would be encouraged if you would let your friends or family members know that we're doing this series on business. I've noticed that in these particular podcasts on business, I'm getting a lot of people downloading these messages in the very first week. Now, in the past, a lot of things that I've done, it might take a week or so for people to go and look at it and start looking at it and reading it. And we've had tens of thousands of people download these these podcasts. And I thank the Lord for that. And we've been blessed that they've gone to as many as 90 different countries in the world. So once again, I'm not boasting, but I am so thankful that God is using these podcasts to reach out. And the most important thing about me doing podcasts is to be sure that everyone who's listening in knows Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. So before I close this today, I need to ask you to pray with me. If you've never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, I need you to do that right now. 
Matter of fact, I need you to do it because you need to do it. And so I want to lead you in a prayer. If you don't know Jesus, if you're not sure where you're going to spend eternity, I want you to just pray this little prayer with me and you can become a part of the family of God and know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're bound for heaven. So just pray this prayer. Lord, I'm sorry for the sins that I've committed. The Bible tells me that if I confess my sins, that Jesus is faithful to forgive me. So I confess my sins. I ask you to forgive me of my sins and my unrighteous living. And I pray that you would forgive me and that you would create a new person in me. Make me a new creation. I thank you for dying on the cross, for giving your life for me. And that Jesus, that you rose from the dead and you're sitting at the right hand of the Father and you're praying now for your believers, your followers. So I thank you for that. And I pray now that that I, as I walk forward in life, that you'll help me find a good church, a good Bible preaching church that believes the word of God and believes in salvation. So on this day, I accept and turn my life over to Jesus and I promise to serve him all the days of my life. For I ask these things now, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I hope you prayed that prayer, and if you did, do find a good church, get a Bible, and get to reading. You can start reading in a lot of different places in the Bible. I recommend the book of John, the book of Romans. They're great books to get started in, but whatever you do, get yourself a good book, an easy one to read. The New Living Translation I recommend because it's a comfortable, easy thing to read, and it talks in the language that we deal with today. So with that, I'm going to close with this final thought. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Until next time, I pray that God will richly bless you. May the dreams of having a business become a reality in your life. For those of you who have one, may it prosper, may it grow, may it flourish. And I pray a blessing upon all those who listen in today. Thank you once again for listening in. I look forward for you to tune in to our next podcast when we talk about successful businesses. And I'll be careful to give all the praise for it. Thank you once again for listening in today.